Welcome to America's Favorite Wellness Hour, Healthy by Nature, with certified clinical nutritionist, Marty Whittakin. Well, hello there and welcome. I have great news. My guest today is Peter McCullough, MD. Those of you who've been listening for a while know why I think he's our hero. And those that haven't are new to the show probably have seen him elsewhere on the media because he's very popular. Well, I do not have time to be a sports fan. However, I got kind of interested in the uh, March Madness, particularly the Cinderella team, St. Peter's, uh, oddly named the Peacocks. Maybe that was their undoing, but doesn't sound fierce enough. They did a fabulous job for a while, and against all odds, made it all the way to near the end. Um, gosh, I don't think I ever had that much energy. It's just they played so fast and hard. It's just something to behold. Well, <clears throat> there have been lots of changes for Healthy by Nature, and some of the stations play news during this time at the beginning of the hour, so I won't take time to introduce my guests because then I'll have to do it all over again. Uh, it's very exciting because the show is reaching new areas. Millions of new people can now learn how to take charge of their health and stay off of the slippery slope to crisis medicine. If you have a friend somewhere else in the country, maybe they can listen now. You can find out by going to the listen section on the menu of hbnshow.com. You click listen and you'll see broadcast stations. They can look there or anybody anywhere, including all around the world, subscribe to the podcast using whatever podcast type of, of utility you're used to using. Um, in the newsletter this week, I had answers to or expanded answers to questions from last week's show. Some examples, what to do about split fingertips, why use resveratrol for the after effects of the COVID shot, different types of magnesium and iodine, and how to get into the nutritional field. Of course, there are always some updates that don't get into the show or even the blog, so very easy to subscribe. When you go to hbnshow.com for the first time, probably there's one of those annoying pop-ups that asks you if you want to join, but if that doesn't happen, again, you go to the menu and you'll see newsletter and you just click on that and um, doesn't ask much. Ask for your name, email address, and your zip code. And I ask for that just because I like to know where people are listening. And um, I don't use that for marketing. You get, if we're lucky, one a week. I do research for it and sometimes I run out of time, but... Almost always there'll be one newsletter a week, and it's worth every bit of what you pay for it, which is it's free.
The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged garlic extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Wouldn't you like to eliminate bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, and other allergens from the air in your home and office? Negative ions are the reason that air is so fresh and invigorating around waterfalls and the seashore. Innovative Ion Box uses those same negative ions to purify any room in your home, especially the bedroom. Ion Box devices are quite affordable and conveniently small so that you can take one with you to work, in the car, and even on vacation. Studies show that because of its advanced microchip technology, no other ion purifier, even much larger units, come close to the effectiveness of Ion Box. Plus, it's ozone-free, and there are no filters to change at removing bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, or other allergens. Improve your sleep, mental focus, mood, energy, and performance. Stay healthier with Ion Box. Visit the shop page of hbnshow.com. Again, that's the shop page of hbnshow.com. Welcome to America's Favorite Wellness Hour, Healthy by Nature, with certified clinical nutritionist, Marty Whittakin. Well, hello there and welcome. I am so pleased to have Peter A. McCullough, MD, with us today as our guest. He returns to the show to tell us the truth about a number of current pandemic issues. Dr. McCullough is a cardiologist, an internist, an epidemiologist, as well as the editor of prestigious medical journals and one of the world's most published researchers. He's published many dozens of papers just on COVID alone. Dr. McCullough has been a brave, outspoken leader of a group of courageous and ethical doctors providing life-saving early treatment to COVID patients. Unlike most so-called experts that you see on TV, the talking heads sprouting their establishment agenda talking points, he has actually treated COVID patients. And on the notes to today's show in the archives, I have a link to a bio with much more of his background. We could take the whole show and still be listing things that he's done. Hello. Well, it's great to be on the show. Well, it's been over a month since you were last on Healthy by Nature, and we need to get our heads straight about what has happened in the meantime. In between the wall-to-wall coverage on the news in Ukraine, we've seen mandates come and go, and I've talked to people who are worried about the quickly spreading of the sub-variant of the Omicron virus, the BA2. Should they be worried? 
You know, I don't think so. I'm looking at the data, and, uh, you know, I always uh, give the citations for your audience. New England Journal of Medicine, published by Moria and colleagues, on the Pfizer third dose, randomized trial. So uh, people are fully vaccinated, and then, uh, you know, they go past the six-month mark, and they get randomized to getting a second, sh- uh, third shot versus not. And the rates of COVID-19 respiratory illness at home were about 0.5% in the third shot group, uh, 3.1% in the placebo group, but no hospitalizations or deaths. And now the second paper just hit, I just uh, posted it in the Journal of Medicine from Israel on the fourth shots. And the first author is Amit and colleagues in the Journal of Medicine. Here, looking at Pfizer and Moderna fourth shots, there the coverage for the fourth shot against any COVID-19 was less than 45% in all the groups. So in one group, as low as 10.8%, basically basically useless shot. But again, no hospitalizations, no deaths. So the point is, BA1 or BA2, uh, whether you take a, a, a second or third shot or fourth shot, it, it doesn't matter at this point in time. It's like a common cold. <clears throat> well, I I want to get to some, drill down to some more issues regarding the side effects and so on of the vaccines. But um, I have a link in the notes supporting today's show in the archives, an, <clears throat> an article by your colleague, that um, is called COVID-19, Can We Relax Yet? There's a lot of good information in that as well. Now, we have, I believe, a lot of new listeners because of some new cities that we air in. I'd like for you to review a couple of basic factors. Why does the vaccine not keep people even fully boosted from being infected and even hospitalized and dying from COVID. Let's start with that. I think everyone would recognize that the infection is, uh, it starts out in the sinuses and in the nasal cavity for about three to five days. I think everybody recognized that headache, loss of taste and smell. Uh, The defense mechanisms there, Marty, are what's called secretory IgA, and then T-cells, natural killer cells and T-cells. And the vaccine, everybody would recognize, is not a nasal spray. It's not a nasal vaccine. It's actually a shot in the arm. So the vaccine can provide no protection against whether or not someone gets the nasal infection. And there have been papers by Chow, Acherian, Rymerisma, and now um, Acorsi, those are the first authors, all have shown that in the fully vaccinated the virus is in high concentrations in the nose of people fully vaccinated. That's the reason why the vaccines don't stop spread of infection and people get it anyway. It's just the wrong type of vaccine. The hope was that the vaccine was going to protect against serious cases, serious illness. And there we now have the full Pfizer data as it's come out in uh, September of 2021 in the general medicine and then subsequently in all the, the dossier documents Pfizer did not stop deaths. In fact, more patients died with Pfizer than with placebo. So, and we don't have credible data 
showing that the um, vaccines stop hospitalizations because uh, the randomized trials haven't shown that and that the hospitalized patients are assumed to be unvaccinated in the electronic records. The CDC is recommending more testing in the unvaccinated than the vaccinated. There's no adjudication of why they're in the hospital. Someone could have a positive test from COVID six months ago. Uh, and the fact that uh, we have uh, patients who are vaccinated are more likely to seek early treatment than patients who are unvaccinated. So we have all these factors that bias the U.S. data, uh, m- making it look like the vaccines protect against hospitalization when, and they don't. And we know the reason why they don't, because in the U.K., Scotland, uh, in Denmark, South Africa, and in Israel, uh, the vaccines uh, provide no protection against hospitalization. In fact, the vast majority of people in the hospital with COVID in these countries, now fortunately there's fewer and fewer of them, but they're still fully vaccinated. It might be useful to explain the spike protein and what effect that has both from the disease and from the virus, uh, from the vaccine itself. Everybody by this time has seen a cartoon of the virus. So the virus is a ball that's called the nucleocapsid, and it has a bunch of spines on it or buds. That's called the spike protein. The spike protein has an S2 segment, the inner segment that attaches to the nucleocapsid. And then there's a hinge joint called a furin, a cleavage joint. And then the outer segment, which actually binds to human cells, that's called the S1 segment. And at the tip of it, the receptor binding domain. What we know is that the spike protein binds to what's called the ACE2 receptor and allows the virus to inject itself into human cells. Then the virus is off to the races in terms of causing damage. Once the spike protein is in the body, it causes damage to uh, blood vessels. It causes blood clotting. It gets into the brain, causes brain fog, brain damage, precipitates stroke, gets into the heart, causes heart inflammation, myocarditis gets into the bone marrow, uh, causes blood disorders, immunologic disorders. The spike protein is the problem. That's actually what causes all the damage with COVID-19. If it had uh, a benign spike protein or the original coronavirus spike protein that we have in other common colds, we wouldn't have any problems. But the spike protein, it looks like, was intentionally modified to be more virulent, more pathogenic. And we have a situation now where after COVID-19, people have brain fog and long COVID syndrome due to the spike protein. After COVID-19, especially severe cases in the hospital, higher rates of heart attack, stroke, neurologic issues, uh, et cetera. And now after the vaccine, it makes it worse because the vaccine is the genetic code for the spike protein that's installed in the human body. And then the human body, after someone has taken the vaccine, has high concentrations of the spike protein circulating in blood for uh, potentially up to a month. The genetic code now is found in lymph nodes uh, up to a couple months afterwards. And the spike protein, when looked for within the body's cells trying to clear it, is there for a year or more. So spike protein loading is a huge problem. You can imagine someone who got shot one, shot two, they got two doses of spike protein. Then they get COVID-19, third dose of spike protein. Then they take another shot, fourth dose. There's some people who had four or five loading doses of spike protein it takes the body a tremendous amount of time to clear it out. No wonder they feel sick. No wonder we're seeing blood clots. No wonder we're seeing heart problems. There are people dropping dead now in public view at extraordinary rates. And if I'm not mistaken, the mRNA vaccine teaches the body basically to make spike protein, which 
kind of defies logic. We would never want to install the genetic code for the spike protein in the body. And that's exactly what happens. A paper by Holkin and colleagues from Stanford in cell show the messenger RNA can be found in human lymph nodes for a couple months afterwards. And they didn't look beyond that. That's terrible, the fact that this genetic code stays around for a long period of time in the RNA form. Now a paper by Marcus Aldrin from uh, Malmo, Sweden, has shown that it reverse transcribes, at least the center portion of it called the amplicon, reverse transcribes. That means that actually there's installation of the genetic code into the human genome. We could be st- People who are taking the vaccine could be stuck with this for the rest of their lives. And if they keep taking more shots, that means greater and greater mosaics of cells are carrying the genetics for the spike protein. The CDC has always said this does not change the human genome. This paper from Sweden is the first one to suggest the CDC is wrong. We'll need more confirmation. But Marty, this is all adding up to uh, really bad news for people who took the vaccine. Well, and if it changes the genetic code, then we've got to ask the question, well, what about the next generation? If there's enough installation of the genetic code in gametocytes, which are uh, eggs and sperm, and this is passed on to the next generation, uh, we could have generations of potentially diseased human beings. Uh, This is really, really terrible news. So we are hoping, and listen, people in my family took the vaccine. People as close to me uh, in my circles have taken the vaccine. We don't wish any harm in people taking the vaccine. And I'm following people closely. I'm not seeing things a year or two later, but the published studies that are coming out uh, are not looking good. I think uh, if anybody can make a smart decision now is pass on these boosters. I reviewed the data for you. They simply don't work against COVID-19. It's mild enough where it's like a common cold anyway. Uh, don't take any, uh, on any more genetic material in your body. Let your body try to clear it out. Sounds like really smart advice. And when we think back to all the claims that were made in the beginning when there was such hype about getting the vaccines, a lot of things were glossed over and almost no attention to the unintended consequences. And even... We were told that they shoot it in the arm muscle and that's where it stays. We now know that that's not true. So it's all adding up. And when we come back, I want to talk about why unvaccinated and vaccinated people should ever go to the hospital if they were properly treated. That's another big mistake that was made in this whole thing that we have to get our grip on. Please stay with Healthy by Nature. I'm Marty Whittakin. My guest is Peter McCullough, MD. We'll be right back. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels, since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed. Maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. 
Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. If you are bothered by heartburn, acid reflux, or indigestion, this heads-up may be a lifesaver. Millions think an acid-blocking drug has fixed their problem. Unfortunately, those medicines shut down digestion and, if taken for more than a few weeks, can lead to dementia, hip fracture, heart attack, kidney disease, and so on. Please learn how to fix the root cause of the problem so that you can avoid those dangerous pills. I'm Marty Whittakin, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In my book, Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers, I explain that there are safe solutions to stomach pain that work with your body to improve digestion and heal damaged tissues. I made the book easy to read, but it is so well documented in science that you can share it with your doctor. Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers is available in some libraries and bookstores. Look for a direct link to Amazon on the shop page of hbnshow.com. It's a long-standing tradition to give our homes a more thorough cleaning in the spring and fall, but you may not have thought about this. Our bodies also accumulate unwanted gunk over time. Toxins bombard us from the air, food, water, and even from skincare products. Toxins that don't leave the body are promptly stored in cells where they can gum up the works. We want to encourage them to leave. The most products, called detoxifiers, are little more than laxatives. They're not much help for removing wastes from cells and tissues like the liver. The synergistic blend of herbs in Lily of the Desert's Herbal Detox Formula works gently in several ways to target toxins wherever they hide. Studies show that an important proprietary ingredient, Lily's Aloe Vera Concentrate, Alozorb, reduces blood levels of the toxins ammonia, nitrates, and free radicals by 40% or more. Lily of the Desert products are available at most natural food stores nationwide. Link to Lily from the sponsor page of RadioMarty.com. And please, like Lily of the Desert on Facebook. Dr. Hira's Probiotics has been a proud sponsor of the Healthy by Nature show for well over a decade. Dr. McCullough is a cardiologist, an internist, an epidemiologist, edits prestigious medical journals, and is one of the world's most published researchers. He also actually treats patients and knows whereof he speaks. We um, have noticed that there's now a push, and I want to get to kids a little bit later, but um, this idea that, well, you survived the first two shots, let's give you another one or two. It reminds me of a very long time ago when I had a sign company. I learned that that to grow the business, it was a lot easier to find more things to sell to an existing customer than it was to find a new customer. So now get a second booster, they say, and uh, it looks like they're setting us up to have a booster every six months the rest of our lives. Well, I certainly uh, hope not. The genetic vaccines are not working out to be safe or effective. Uh, and there was great hope on Novavax, the antigen-based vaccine. There's also Corbivax, which is antigen-based receptor-binding domain. Now reports are coming out of Australia, not confirmed, that in fact we are seeing side effects with the Novavax, the Novavax vaccine when it's broadly used in the public. So I'm very disappointed. I was very high on Novavax, but 
as you pointed out, Marty, it must be the spike protein. The spike protein must be the real reason why uh, these vaccines are, are not safe. We, we cannot install the genetic code and have the body get exposed to high doses or even fixed doses of the spike protein. So now that we know no matter how many jabs you've gotten, you might still be exposed, infected, and get very sick. What have you been campaigning for a long time with and, and gathering up and emboldening doctors who can also see the, the truth behind all this? What have you been telling people instead of the conventional wisdom which has been uh, just crammed down our throats by the authorities. They say, okay, you've tested positive. Now go home, and when you get sick enough to need a ventilator, then go to the hospital, and we'll see if you survive that. That wasn't a very good plan. You had a better one. Tell us about that. Well, we've learned that home therapy is really the way to go. So once somebody is positive with uh, either a lot of medical problems. Let's say somebody, a senior citizen with emphysema, heart failure, uh, neurologic disease like Parkinson's, uh, that someone could get in trouble with COVID-19. Now, the, the most recent versions are pretty mild, but there still could be a severe case. There we know we start the washes with dilute hydrogen peroxide or uh, povidone iodine, squirt it up the nose, sniff it back and spit it out. You've got the protocols on your site. Very important to do that even up to every four hours. Kills the virus, reduces the viral load, makes it a milder syndrome. These are nutraceuticals and supplements, and you've got the list. Again, uh, those provide some uh, base of protection. Everybody can do that at home. Don't even need a doctor for that. Beyond that, we have monoclonal antibodies uh, for severe cases. The featured one now is by Lilly. It's called uh, Bortolivimab. It's a a 2cc injection. We literally start an IV, 2cc, squirt it in, and we're done. You can go home. This can be given at senior centers, urgent care centers. Uh, it works wonderfully. The other ones have been removed from the market because of the BA2 variant mutations and uh, the Omicron mutations overall. But the uh, Lily one, Bortolivimab, uh, works fine. We then move into oral drugs, and we ha- we were using hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. Now we can use Paxlovid by Pfizer. Uh, that is a five-day course. And uh, we can use Molnupiravir by Merck. I think that one's a weak second choice because uh, it's not very effective and uh, has some safety concerns. But we use antibiotics like azithromycin and doxycycline. Uh, inhaled budesonide, very safe, very ineffective. Pomacort by nebulization or inhaler. Uh, oral prednisone when we need it. Now with Omicron, I'm condensing that. If I have somebody who's getting sick early, I'll condense it right up with the other uh, meds I mentioned, uh, oral colchicine, and then we finish out with blood thinners and high-risk patients. A recent report in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, provides some uh, backup for the use of aspirin. Even late, it had a modest effect, 325 milligrams is the recommended dose. But I noted uh, in this paper by uh, Chow and colleagues in JAMA, that 98% of everybody in the hospital was using Lovenox. So in high-risk patients, we use Lovenox. That is a injectable blood thinner we do at home, one milligram per kilogram sub-Q. What I'm telling your audience, Marty, is that a good doctor can take care of even the highest-risk senior at home. 
and avoid hospitalization and death. We can use uh, pulse oximetry at home. Uh, in a paper by Hazen and colleagues um, uh, in the author block, we demonstrate it's perfectly safe to stay at home as long as you're getting treatment with a lower oxygen saturation below 94% and not panic, provided that breathing is uh, tolerable and there's good uh, support systems. Uh, one can stay at home. Uh, about 45% of hospitalizations, as shown by Fillmore and colleagues, are panic hospitalizations. They don't need to happen. People never need to go on the ventilator. They don't need to be in the hospital. The only reason to be in the hospital is when one truly can't breathe and they are struggling for survival to go on a mechanical ventilator. Uh, some people on the kind of the natural side of, of things recommend uh, natokinase or streptokinase, something as an enzyme to break down clots. Do you see any utility for that? You know, there are some natural kind of blood clot busters, what's called thrombolytics, and um, we don't have controlled trials on them. I am slightly worried about uh, the risks of uh, causing bleeding with them. And uh, so I tend to be cautious. I'd go with the tried and true, which is aspirin. I think everybody recognizes the safety profile of aspirin, and I would stick with that. Um, at this point in time, and then the prescription uh, uh, blood thinners. I, I'm just a little worried. I'm conservative, but I'm a little worried about um, the unbridled use of some of these products and, 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 and having it backfire at some point in time. You describe yourself as conservative, and yet you and all of the um, kind of leagues of doctors like you that have looked at the science pick through what has had a safety profile and some efficacy and put together a combination program that addresses the various elements of the disease, you are vilified and, in fact, uh, literally beat up on your careers for doing that. What's going on? Why does orthodox conventional medicine and... uh, the federal regulatory agencies, why are they so against doing what seems to very clearly be working? There appeared from the very beginning uh, a desire, and people bought into it, doctors bought into it, uh, health systems, the government agencies, a desire to only handle the pandemic by mass vaccination. And as through that method, I think doctors uh, thought that they, they wouldn't uh, you know, come in contact with the virus. It would be kind of the more sterile way to handle it because sick patients are messy and they bring risk with them. Uh, but as it turns out, we've covered it. The vaccines uh, are not ending the pandemic. They're not sufficiently safe. They're not effective. And that uh, we always needed to treat high-risk individuals. But the suppression of treatment to promote the vaccines, I thought, has caused great harm. And the monoclonal antibodies, for instance, were approved before the vaccine. They still should be featured in billboards. People should be updated on which ones are available. We now have the Merck and Pfizer drugs. Again, no mention of where they are. If you uh, call a pharmacy and you hear on the recording line, the pharmacy will tell you about a vaccine, but they won't tell you about what treatments they have. So it continues on today. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, FDA EUA-approved product or a generic off-label use of a product. There's still a suppression of our achievement 
and there's a overpromotion of the vaccines. It's it's a distorted um, approach to pandemic response, and people are being hurt by it. I think we would have seen much different statistics if that had been a widespread view, and we had treatment, early treatment, at-home treatment. And speaking of the statistics, there's been a lot of monkey business around the statistics. Uh, For example, Pfizer and the FDA want asking to wait 75 years to publish the data from the studies that were done. Surely sounds like somebody wants to make sure that everybody involved is already retired or dead before they came out. There must be landmines in there. And the Center for Disease Control removed 24% of the COVID deaths in children from the statistics and thousands of others from the totals because they just weren't right. They were doing, apparently, including everything they possibly could to make the numbers look scarier. Again, feeding into the you must get a vaccine narrative. Does that sound right? Yeah, particularly the children. There was a recent update that the CDC had reclassified the deaths because uh, remember, when someone develops COVID, they can intermittently test positive for months afterwards. So you can imagine a child who survived COVID and it's six months later and they have um, cystic fibrosis or leukemia. They die of their illness and they still test positive. They weren't counting them as COVID cases. There wasn't any adjudication of did they really have COVID, the illness at the time of death. Now that that's been done, there's been a recoding. Uh, and so I recently testified in a court case. And with the current data now, I could revise my testimony. There are more deaths due to the vaccine in children than there are COVID-19 deaths. So it's clear parents are risking their children and our population at large, our our childhood population, we have 70 million children in the United States. They're actually facing a greater risk of the vaccine, of dying of the vaccine than COVID-19 and respiratory illness. That is something that should be repeated often until it kind of cuts through the fog of of, uh, propaganda that we're getting. And when we come back, I'd like you to address the study showing the huge increase in myocarditis in children after the mRNA vaccine and tell us what myocarditis is and um, what we should do take away from that. This is Healthy by Nature. My guest is Peter McCullough, MD, a pioneer, a brave pioneer who's paid a very high price for telling us how to not let COVID take us out. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Your host, Marty Whittakin here. As a certified clinical nutritionist, I have always suggested that clients take a multivitamin mineral, but I can no longer say that grocery store multis are better than nothing. Those highly advertised brands contain nearly useless amounts of poorly absorbed nutrients, as well as worrisome chemicals. They fool people into thinking that they're covered nutritionally when they are not. I was thrilled that nutrition expert Bill Sardi formulated molecular multi. I take molecular multi because it's the most complete multivitamin mineral I have ever seen. 
It contains serious amounts of important nutrients that are missing even in fine health food store brands. I've reduced the number of vitamin bottles in my cupboard and saved money. I'll bet you will too. Go to LifespanNutrition.com or call 800-247-5731. 800-247-5731. Of course, those details are also on the sponsor page of HBNShow.com. Hello, Healthy by Nature fans. This is Doug Kaufman. You know, I've been a fan of Marty Whittakin's radio show for over a decade, and Marty's been a frequent guest on my television show called Know the Cause. Marty discusses issues and solutions from one perspective, and as many of you know, I have chosen the road less traveled, the road that teaches us about mold, mildew, and fungus, and the poisons that fungi make. The problem with fungus, however, is deeper because our doctors don't really learn much about it in medical training. Well, little skin problems, vaginal yeast, seborrheic dermatitis, but that's about it. They don't really understand this fungus can grow in the lungs and the kidney and the liver, even in our brains and on our skin. That's what I delve into on my TV show called Know the Cause. You can visit me on knowthecause.com, or if you have a question twice a week now, I have a platform on my own website, knowthecause.to. So many of you have questions about mold, mildew, and fungus. That's what Know the Cause 2 and the TV show Know the Cause are all about. Like so many gifts, we may not fully appreciate eyesight until it starts to fade. The macula at the back of the eye provides high-resolution focus and color vision. Sadly, free radicals, also known as oxidants, often degenerate those delicate tissues. Blue light from video screens, LED lighting, and the sun are common sources of oxidant stress. Studies show that the plant antioxidants lutein and zeaxanthin specifically support macula health. Unfortunately, many products don't contain useful quantities of them. As you would expect, Juro's Macula Protective Factor Supplement contains the serious levels of lutein and zeaxanthin that were used in the studies. Macula Protective Factors also contains the antioxidant astaxanthin, known to promote circulation and blood vessel health. Juro uses only the highest quality trademark sources of these three powerful antioxidants. Visit Jaro.com, that's J-A-R-R-O-W, for the very best in eye health formulas. Ask for Macula Protective Factors at your favorite natural food store. It takes several factors to create cancer. That's why it just makes sense to treat the disease with a variety of therapies. Whatever you decide about mainstream medicine's typical surgery, chemo, and radiation, you should know that the Kasanas Institute has many powerful tools in their toolbox. For example, natural ways to support your immune system, specialized detoxification programs, and a personalized nutritional plan. If chemotherapy is right for your case, the Kasanas Institute also offers a gentler approach. Low-dose chemotherapy delivered in a smart way that targets the cancer cells more than your healthy cells. Their approach is individualized to you and your type of cancer to provide effectiveness and reduced side effects. At the Kasanas Institute, an experienced care manager will guide you and coordinate options. Don't you deserve a doctor that uses the best of modern science and ancient wisdom? Link from hbnshow.com or call 817-481-6342. Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, an internist, epidemiologist, medical journal editor and widely published researcher and he has 
traveled all over the country. He's been on many television shows that you may have seen. Uh, Laura Ingramangle, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Daystar TV, just has spent a lot of time and money going around trying to save lives by getting this word out. And for his trouble, he has been uh, fired from a professorship. He's been sued, and it's just criminal uh, because he is a hero trying to save lives, and he's doing it in a very responsible way. Uh, Dr. McCullough, I mentioned this study, and it said that, the I don't know, this seems like a ridiculous number, 13,000% increase in myocarditis in children after the vaccine. What's the real story there? You know, those data are cohesive with what we understand now. There's over 200 papers in the peer-reviewed literature on COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. And the uh, lipid nanoparticles go to the heart. They install the genetic code for the spike protein, which should never be there. The heart cells express the spike protein, and then the body attacks the heart. This is a disaster. We can't afford to lose a single heart muscle cell, let alone take on major damage. 200 papers show major damage is occurring in younger individuals. Now, the peak age is age 18 to 24, as shown by Scharf and colleagues. Uh, the rates can be over 500 cases per million of clinically recognized myocarditis, and there may be scores more where it's not clinically recognized because uh, people get sick after the vaccines. They develop fever, muscle aches. They don't feel well. They may or may not perceive any heart symptoms. And this has happened now and brought to our attention by a paper published um, uh, uh, by Gill and colleagues in Archives of Pathology. Two boys, uh, the teenage boys, took Pfizer vaccine and died on eight days three and four after the vaccine at home. Parents were horrified. They found them dead at home. They did the right thing. They requested an autopsy. The coroner from Connecticut, backed up by the coroner from University of Michigan and University of Minnesota, agreed the vaccines caused death. They caused fatal vaccine-induced myocarditis. Now, the points are here. They did find an overlay of what they call catecholamine changes in the heart, meaning there must have been a surge of adrenaline. Either the boys went out and played basketball or something like that, or there was just a surge of adrenaline in the final throes of death when they're basically, uh, when they undergo a cardiac arrest for a few seconds, the body knows it's dying. The boys knew uh, that they were in the throes of death. I mean, this is horrifying. Um, but the parents had no chance. The point is there was no symptoms. The parents couldn't take them in the ER because the boys didn't have any premonitory symptoms. Uh, and so death was the first presentation. Now we have data from the heart group, the health advisory re uh, research team in the UK, showing in boys there are more deaths than expected in the UK in 2021 since they started the vaccine program. They've raised an investigation in the UK. Could the vaccine be leading to young men? And we've shown in the paper with Rose and myself, this extends up to 60s and 70s. Could it be related to these men who are suddenly dying? And we're hearing about it all over. We just heard about the drummer of the Foo Fighters uh, die. We saw Rafael Nadal, the tennis player, developed chest pain and shortness of breath. Question is, is he having myocarditis? We saw Djokovic, the other tennis player, said, listen, I'm not going to take it. I'm worried about myocarditis. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the um, Packers, said, listen, I'm not taking it. I'm, I'm worried about myocarditis. And then legions of European soccer players dying on the field. Legions. I mean, there's been hundreds of them. The question is, is this all vaccine-induced myocarditis? And the point is, 
uh, athletics could trigger a fatal event. So when there's heart inflammation, we cannot be exercising vigorously out there. A couple practices now, Marty, are requiring if they um, do the pre-sports physical, that they have to be checked for myocarditis with blood testing, EKG, and imaging. This is how bad the problem really is. Yes, it's very alarming when a young man in peak condition goes out and does normal exercise and falls over dead. I mean, that's got to get your attention. You, you know, it can happen with what's called um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or uh, congenital anomalies of the coronary arteries. Uh, but, but, you know, in general now, we're screening the athletes out. You may hear about it very rarely. But we don't we don't see it as a matter of routine as we have in 2021 since the vaccines have come out. Uh, it's been a, a unqualified disaster of uh, taking the vaccine and then having young people drop dead. Uh, it's just tragic. At some point in time, you wonder, you know, will the parents uh, start to get tuned in? Will the athletes themselves uh, start to make a stand? You know, Kyrie Irving who plays for uh, Brooklyn. He said, listen, I'm not taking the vaccine. And they made him sit out and he lost all this money. He says, I am, you know, basically prioritizing my health. They finally let him back on the court now and play. Who's the winner? Kyrie Irving. Who are the losers? The athletes that took the vaccines and potentially now have heart damage. And it may take years for this to come out in terms of what the extent really is in terms of the vaccines and the heart. But 200 peer review papers, official FDA warnings that say the vaccines cause heart damage that should get everyone's attention. And yet now there's growing pressure to have COVID vaccine shots for young kids, toddlers, and even babies. It's very scary business. There we have a paper by House and colleagues, December 31st, 2021, in the MMWR. I'm just going to cite the data because your audience needs the information. They're showing Children age 5 to 11 didn't do well with the vaccines. They had high rates of safety events. In the 100 serious cases that reported, 15% had heart damage by elevation in cardiac troponin. And in the V-safe system, for the first time the parents were reporting on the kids, the parents reported substantial rates of the kids actually having impaired lifestyle after the vaccine. So the vaccines are making the kids sick and impairing their general lifestyle. Children should be free of these vaccines. They should go to school, play go in sports and have normal development. The vaccines is, are definitely not making the kids healthier. And it's re they're really actually working to injure the kids. And the parents are recognizing it now. And sadly, even the CDC is recognizing it. Uh, it'd be a good move now for parents to swing away from vaccination in children. No evidence of benefit and great evidence of harm. I will put a number of links in the notes that accompany the archive of today's show. And one of them is 44 studies on vaccine efficacy raise doubts on the vaccine mandates. Uh, just one example. And to get to that, you go to hbnshow.com, or if you like to type healthybynatureshow.com. And on the menu, select listen, and you'll see archives. You go to the current date, and there will be information about Dr. McCullough, uh, links to his interviews um, and testimony before the Senate 
in Washington and in Texas. And um, we do that routinely with every show because you might be in the car. You can't take notes or you can't write fast enough. So I like to put follow-up information there that you can use. Um, In Brazil, there was a study on 1,400 patients showing that ivermectin didn't cut COVID hospitalization. What do you have to contribute about that study? Was there a problem with the way it was done or who they gave it to, et cetera? Well, the body of data with ivermectin now, and anybody can go to c19study.com, and it is basically the accumulation of all the studies with ivermectin. This is where we are. We're at 81 studies involving 128,840 patients, 27 countries, uh, 33 randomized trials. There's a 56% improvement in the primary endpoint from 31, 33 randomized trials, a 55% lower mortality in 41 studies. So when the next study comes along, and the trend is in favor of ivermectin, but it doesn't meet statistical significance like the study from Brazil, it just adds to the body and for information. It doesn't overturn all these other studies. We are still looking for a signal of benefit, acceptable safety, and then use of the drug. Uh, just to give you an idea of uh, how ivermectin is so widely accepted, Mark Steffen, uh, state senator in Kansas, has just uh, had legislation voted into law that in Kansas, the pharmacist must dispense ivermectin. They must dispense hydroxychloroquine when the doctors prescribe it. And uh, the, um, the agencies in the state must accept exemptions from the vaccine. Uh, in the state of New Hampshire now, ivermectin is over the counter. So Americans are using a ton of ivermectin appropriately to treat COVID-19. The main thing to know is it's a weight-based dosing. Uh, I've found that we really need to use the 600 microgram per kilogram dose. Um, that means uh, people in a dose range anywhere from uh, I would say 24, even to 45 um, milligrams of ivermectin per day for three to five days. And it's combined with other drugs, highly effective in reducing the risk of hospitalization and death. It's just insane that you have to pass a law telling pharmacists to do what the doctor prescribed. Um, seems like we've kind of got to get the government and politics out of the practice of medicine. It's uh, not working for us. When we come back, a couple more questions. Uh, We don't have much time, but I would like to take on masks and censorship. Stay with us. This is Healthy by Nature. My guest is Peter McCullough, MD, a real hero in this pandemic. Are you living with chronic pain from injury or the degeneration of aging? Knee, hip, shoulder, and back surgeries can be risky, expensive, even with insurance, and entail long, painful recoveries. Steroid shots give only temporary relief and can damage joints. Thankfully, our creator blessed us with stem cells. They are the amazing power that built our bodies and fixed problems fast when we were kids. Stem cells reduce inflammation, regenerate tissue anywhere in the body, and balance immune function. 
However, as we age, we lose most of these tiny miracle workers. Replenish them with Infinity Cell Therapy. The therapy is simple, safe, virtually painless, affordable, and you do not miss work to recover. Infinity umbilical cord stem cells are pure and extremely vibrant. Be younger and stronger for longer. Call 800-507-6509 today for a free ebook and to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation, no-pressure consultation or to find a stem cell seminar in your area. Call 800-507-6509 today. You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom. Now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. Any successful remodel job requires workers to show up with the necessary tools and ready to work. Well, it's just like that with probiotics. They need to come with prebiotics to encourage growth, as well as postbiotics to nourish the gut. And Dr. O'Hara's probiotics do just that. Dr. O'Hara's is the only probiotic capsule that contains a rich nutritional prebiotic, along with a full spectrum of 12 selected probiotic strains and naturally derived postbiotics. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today. If you are bothered by heartburn, acid reflux, or indigestion, This heads-up may be a lifesaver. Millions think an acid-blocking drug has fixed their problem. Unfortunately, those medicines shut down digestion and, if taken for more than a few weeks, can lead to dementia, hip fracture, heart attack, kidney disease, and so on. Please learn how to fix the root cause of the problem so that you can avoid those dangerous pills. I'm Marty Whittakin, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In my book, Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers, I explain that there are safe solutions to stomach pain that work with your body to improve digestion and heal damaged tissues. I made the book easy to read, but it is so well documented in science that you can share it with your doctor. Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers is available in some libraries and bookstores. Look for a direct link to Amazon on the shop page of hbnshow.com. Sign up for podcasts or listen to past programs on our website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. My guest for this hour has been Peter McCullough, MD, a cardiologist, internist, epidemiologist, and one of the world's most published researchers. He has been way ahead of the curve of having been with us on this program for almost a year now, telling our listeners the truth about what was really going on and they're much better prepared to deal with it for that reason. Dr. McCullough, I was on a plane for the first time in about three years and I remembered how annoying the process is uh, and the mask didn't make it any better. It was uncomfortable and it felt steamy, but I was tickled when they said, now, if if the plane gets in trouble and you have to use your oxygen mask, you are allowed to take off your COVID mask. So they cut us a little bit of slack. I just recently did a blog on masks and showed a picture of the 24 masks that I had accumulated and found all over the house and the car. Any evidence that 
we ought to all mask up, you know, when we're going for a jog in the park? You know, there are 12 randomized trials of masks and different respiratory diseases, and then two big studies within COVID-19, and they failed to show a clinically significant effect. And here's my view on masks. I'm not anti-mask. I I have been impressed in the hospital, Marty, where patients do have COVID-19 and they're sick and they're in the ICU. They're constantly being taken down to um, the CT scanner to get CT scans for COVID pneumonia and blood clots, what have you. And there's been no hospital outbreaks. And the hospitals do use N95 masks. And so they must actually have some value in acutely sick people in the hospital. So I'm not against masks. Now, when people don't have COVID, which is everybody walking around out there uh, who are not sick or get in airplanes like you, if two people don't have the virus, it's, it's obvious, it makes sense that the masks can't do anything, right? So it really boils down to if acutely sick, stay at home. If acutely sick and you have to do something, put on a mask. In, in the hospital, we do this. But people who are well just need to pay attention to their symptoms and masking isn't needed for them. I see people wearing masks in cars, Olympic swimming pools, masking while jogging, and they feel well. You can tell that that is absurd and it doesn't um, play any role in our society. You also, you know it's absurd because you go on the plane, Marty, you had to wear a mask when you get on the plane, but as soon as they brought you your drink, you took your mask off and take the drink. You're still, you're still on the plane. You're just as close to everybody else. That type of absurdity people should pay attention to. And in my view, it's fine to drop the masks because it's absurd to wear a mask down the aisle and then take it off when you sit down. And if you're going to use one, use one that works, like the one that you said, the M95 mask. Um, I wish we had more time to talk about censorship, but I think turning over control to regulators and Censoring is one of the biggest problems that came out of this whole thing. Thank you, Dr. McCollum. Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by Lily of the Desert Aloeceuticals. It seems there's just never enough time on the radio. That's why I also write a weekly newsletter and blog. I've provided about 100 articles in our website library with health information, resources, and useful links. Topics include the ABCs of healthy eating, natural approaches to many diseases, facts on supplements, information about doctors and dentists, and so much more. Healthy by Nature doesn't sell anything, but I do recommend products and books that I think will benefit listeners. The website has archives of shows going back a bunch of years. Did you know you can subscribe to a free podcast of this show and listen whenever it is convenient on the device of your choice? Details about these resources are on hbnshow.com. Or to subscribe to my newsletter, you can also just send an email to info at hbnshow.com. I'd love to know where you are in the country, so please add your zip code. Visit healthybynatureshow.com or the shorter hbnshow.com. Your host, Marty Whittakin, has a new book, The Probiotic Cure. It contains big surprises, especially for anyone who thought that probiotics were just for regularity. For example, the subtitle of the book is A Guide to Overcoming Allergies, Gum Disease, GERD, Colds, Flus, Colitis, Fatigue, Cholesterol, IBS, Constipation, Diabetes, Excess Weight, Psoriasis, Sinus Infection, Crohn's, and more. (laughs) Wow! Marty condensed a virtual flood of scientific research into entertaining lay terms that help explain why individuals 
individuals react so differently to medications, foods, and diseases. It turns out that our bacteria are a crucial part of our body's basic instruction manual. The Probiotic Cure is a practical guide to avoiding bad bacteria and protecting yourself by supporting the good guys. The book is also packed with science-based advice on general health and answers to common health complaints. The Probiotic Cure is available from most booksellers and is competitively priced on healthworksmart.com or call 877-673-2536.